Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 312, recorded on January 28th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss Animal Crossing news, discussions about GameStop, and what we're looking forward to 2021. More from the community and so much more. Jesse, you know what to do. Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 312. Man, I am so happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're tuning in. But of course, I'm more happy because I'm hanging out with two of the coolest guys around the internet. And of course, we're going to head over to the man behind the soundboard, the man behind the booth, the man that makes us all sound fantastic every single day, Mr. Jesse Waldack. Jesse, how are you today, sir? I'm wondering how much caffeine you've had in the last hour because that was a lot <laughs> of words in a lot of, not a, not a lot of time. I know, right? I, I speak very fast normally. Interestingly, enough um but i am drinking right now a red i don't even see that it's a red irish ale um that i bought like like a like a jug of it like a gallon like a what they call what they call those things you buy them uh, a, a grinder no no a grinder is something completely different a growler Growler, thank Growler. you. I was, I was trying but to a grinder. It sounds, <laughs> sounds, it sounds like a name of a Pokemon that you can't pronounce. No, that sounds like a grinder. Sounds is like also, a I think, a sandwich too. I also think it's a potentially a website that you shouldn't be going to if you are a married <laughs> a married individual. Uh, but about a growler of red Irish ale about a week ago, but I forgot to finish it. So like once you open it, it like loses it. It gets flat real fast. It's just like a week old flat Irish red, mm, uh, and it's yeah. not great. Uh, but I digress, Jesse. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. It's uh, been a really busy week at work with doing doing a, We did a release last week. The business didn't like how it performed, so we had to roll it back. And now we're trying to put fixes in it to roll it out again on the second week in February to go through this headache again. We've been calling it Groundhog's Day because we've been going through the whole thing. We had a year-long pilot in a, in a small, different environment last year, and we're just going through the same thing over and over again. So I, I told my boss, maybe February 3rd will be the magic day when this is all done. Sure. Well, Because the day after Groundhog Day. Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, hopefully hopefully it's a, it's a magical day. Speaking of person who is, is absolute pure magic, and we're happy that he is kind of like a Groundhog Day and that he's here every single week, bringing that sultry sounds, of course, Mr. Timothy Alf. Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm uh, on my jet plane as usual, as you can hear it in the yes. background, you know, the jet engines there. Yep. And, uh, you know, flying from Minnesota back to Detroit and, you know, taking care of, you know, business and stuff. No, I'm sure. obviously I'm... I'm Always looking forward to this week and look forward to talking to you guys. Missing Marty, of course, you know, and yeah. having, him, having him here. But uh, uh, I guess no, we don't have to hear about any dumpster fires today, so we can. Yeah, I mean, he's show. he's been coming in pretty hot. <laughs> I listened to last week's episode. And he gave me he gave me a lot of uh, gave me a lot of grief. So um, you know, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Mega Man and woohoo, arr, American Dream. Arr, here's a meat stick I'm gonna Whoa. eat. Arr, arr. Right? So, I don't know. Right? Like, uh, I'm so mad about everything. Why won't Nintendo do what I want? You know, I, I, I ordered some of those meat sticks that he had. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm actually disappointed. That's why I wasn't expecting more. You know, I... It's unfortunate you're disappointed by a meat stick, Jesse. Speaking of, let's transition That's on, ladies said. and gentlemen. That's what she said. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. 
Oh, wow. well, ladies and gentlemen, we have definitely got a show for you. Not a ton of big uh, drops of information, but I think some great discussion. I'm really happy. I'm, I'm excited to have a good discussion. I think that's what we're really into uh, this week. But of course, let's jump right into it, shall we? And of course, this week and every single week, the news brought to us by you fine folks over patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Huge, huge, huge thank you to our newest patron, Metroid Hunter 101. Thank you so much for jumping in. Uh, and, and Metroid Nintendo Hunter. Nintendo Nostalgia. I know, Nintendo Nostalgia. There we go, right? Uh, it joins the over 100 patrons that support us every single month to help us keep this dumpster fire rolling down the street as it does ad free but we are so thankful that you're here uh, if you're interested head over to patreon.com backslash antenna dads helps us pay for the lights uh and to be honest folks that's why marty's not here today we can only pay for um pay for three get three hosts not four this time we've really cut in corners so but, uh, but so my life works really expensive. well see i can turn a lot enough now Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's getting expensive. It's getting super expensive. But I, I digress. I'm kidding. Of course, uh, thank you to everyone that supports us. I greatly appreciate it. Gentlemen, I'm going to, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I guess, let me, t- let me tell you, like to, let's, let's, let's spin a tail, will we? Spin a tail. So a, a yarn? Moments, a yarn, if you would. Thank you. Sit back for a little bit of, a little bit of Justin's yarn telling. Uh, about, about an hour ago, before the show, jumped in the hot tub. With, uh, with the family, a little bit of a soak. It's kind of a little bit of fun, but it's cold up here in Canada. It's cold. The whole family is out of the hot tub. My wife just got out. She just sent me a message that said, could you please come close the hot tub lid? Because it's super cold outside. So, gentlemen, I'm going to step off camera for about three minutes. Can you guys cover the first topic while I go close <laughs> the hot tub lid? And and because that's a good husband. You know what I'm saying? It's good. First world problems. Right? Happy wife, happy life. So I'm going to step away for a couple of moments. I'll be right back. But I'm excited to hear about all this Animal Crossing news. No problem. Yeah, I could talk about it a little bit, too, since I've been actually jumping into a lot of it today. I was just telling these guys during pre-show, uh, as I was trying to finish up real quick, I'm trying to rebuild some of my resources uh, for the upcoming upcoming stuff. Uh, so, But basically, Animal Crossing New Horizons, is, uh, we got our update today, actually, the 28th. Um, and uh, preparing us for the festivals that are coming up. So we got new reactions that are coming out, uh, purchased with in-game bells from the shelf at Nook's Cranny for a limited time. Uh, I didn't see them yet, so and I don't see a date in our notes yet, but Jesse, do you know if there's a date on when that's supposed to happen? Because I didn't I, see them in the store today. I don't. You know, uh, it, there it are dates February for a lot first. of these things in the in the press release, but that this wasn't one of them. Okay. Yeah, this is... Uh, we'll get the in-game bells... Um, It'll probably be closer to the 15th. Yes, so we'll get new reactions. Uh, So Feeling It, Let's Go, Viva, and Confetti. So some new reactions for that festival that's coming up. We'll be getting new clothing that will come in the store starting February 1st. Available at the Able Sisters shop for a limited time as well. Probably through the whole festival time. And then some seasonal items that you can pick up now in Nook Stop and Resident Services and through Nook Shopping. Uh, chocolate hearts, heart-shaped bouquets will be available in February 1st through the 14th. And then other items related to Groundhog Day and big game celebration will be available for certain periods during January and February. So, in fact, one of the seasonal items that I picked up today was the uh, football rug, the American football rug, which was looked pretty cool. So uh, you can get set up for, like, Super Bowl if you, you know, 
Except for they can't use that word, so that's why they use called it the big game celebration. <laughs> sure, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this the festival event that's coming up, and this a lot of this stuff is preparing for festival. Is Fest, sorry, festival. Yes, uh, February fifteenth, and it'll be dancer. Was that pave? Pave. Pave scares uh, the living bejeebus out of me. <laughs> nice gy- gyrating hips there on Pave there uh, in, the pre- in the preview video. Uh, dancer Pave will arrive at your island's plaza to usher in some confetti and carnival spirit. And then you can capture colorful feathers floating on your island with your net and trade them to Pave to receive passionate dance number in return, if you want that, I guess. So that, that could be the scary part, right, Jesse? It's like, that is, that, at least it was in the little video they put out. Yeah, it's like awfully close to, you know, trading in dollar bills for a dance. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, of course, I don't after, know anything about that. This is Dad's After Dark Cross Dad Crossing. <laughs> right. That'll be a crossover promotion there. Uh, and then uh, they did announce also Animal Crossing's Sanrio co- collaboration packs now coming here uh, in the U.S. They were available in Japan <laughs> only, was it? And hello, Justin oh, you Shrunk. Here? You here to talk about Animal Crossing with us? Uh, no. No? Did, did you want to talk about Animal Crossing? Sure. Okay. Did you, Did you see the new updates today? No. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. They, they, we were just kind of going over some of the things. Um, have you heard about the new updates coming in the next uh, month for the no. dance festival? Wow, your dad's not keeping you up on this stuff? Oh, man, what the heck? We're going to have to fire him. (laughs) What were you asking her? We were asking her if she she knew any of the... Yeah, she knew any of the Animal Crossing stuff, and you haven't taught her, told her anything about this stuff? I haven't shown her the new... I was... Because here's what... Here's here's the truth, folks. I'm not impressed with the new update. Oh, (laughs) They were were too busy with the hot tub. We were... We just thought we went over most of the things that are happening and the, and the things that you're not impressed with, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and then we were just getting to the whole Sanrio uh, collaboration packs that will be okay. now coming to the U.S. Uh, starting March 26th at Target stores for $5.99 per pack. And it contains all six Amiibo cards from this unique Sanrio collaboration series. And cards can be used in For those who don't know what Sanrio is, that's the media company behind Hello Kitty and a bunch of other characters. Uh, Hoping for an Agretzko character, which I highly doubt will happen, but that would be amazing (laughs) if it did. Yes. And uh, cards can be used in... Cards can be used in compatible games with more information to be revealed with the next free update scheduled in March. Now. Now. The free update in March. Now that had my attention. Yes, and that's that's because it had the mushroom and the star on it. Yeah, so, which everybody knows is the Mario stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Mecca asked if it started yet. If you're talking about the Sanrio stuff, that isn't available until March 26. Yep. But uh, the update related- happened today, mm-hmm. and then the festival stuff starts February 1st. And then February 15th is the festival event will happen with dancer Pave, which Justin, you missed. Uh, oh, he goes, no, I was just, he was just talking about the podcast, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're about 10 minutes in. You didn't miss much. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't, it just, 
Here's the here's the thing about the about the updates. Um, like the is it the I guess I can call them themed events, right? The Halloween one really got me. I was like, that was a really cool one. That Halloween was awesome. Like I was in daily on Halloween. I was doing all the stuff. The Christmas one did not get me as much. And I do like Christmas and I like the snow look. And Both I was like, literally and figuratively. Yeah, it just didn't it just didn't kind of get me as much. The New Year's one, not as much. So this update for February, not really super excited for it. Um, now, again, the one in March associated to Mario, like I'm going to be back in like Flynn. Uh, I also thought some interesting stuff like the gra- the Groundhog Day, the big game. Nice way to walk around being called the Super Bowl. I thought was great. Yeah. Um, so I, I like like and some people like I've I have fallen Go off Chiefs. the animal. Go Chiefs indeed. Go Chiefs indeed. Uh, and that's that's the end of our sports ball talk here on Nintendo Dads. That's the uh, meet, meets our 2021 criteria or quota for sports ball. Um, I Come see off, me for the sports ball talk. We'll, we'll talk. Know, I have fallen off pretty hard uh, on Animal Crossing, if I'm honest. Uh, so I'm hoping that the March event with the Mario stuff brings me back in. Um, that I'm pretty excited about. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was like I mentioned when you walked away that I was telling you guys earlier I was trying to rebuild some of my resources, trying to get some of those things done, rebuild my my bell account because it was it was getting close to the one million bell mark, so I you know I had to keep it above the million bell mark, so because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been spending a lot of money and and stuff, and it's it's actually been nice to not have to worry about the bills and just being able to do upgrades or whatever here and there. Yeah. Um. But anyways, just. I've been enjoying it. Not as much as before. Like you said, I don't think I fell off like you did, but uh, I go in there every other day, probably just to check on seeing what's, you know, make sure I'm not missing something, especially when something like this happens, I'll go check and see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few items like the football stuff I'm interested in because of sports yep. ball, you know, yep. I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I, I was hurt <laughs> if you will, by the, uh, christmas stuff the um tree festival or whatever you called it you know the toy the toy day uh because i did not i was expecting halloween type levels for christmas Mm -hmm. and didn't get it so i was highly disappointed in that and so i'm just kind of like they didn't give you the whole month to prepare it only gave you like two weeks or something like that yeah and i still haven't i did not get any i would say maybe a couple things for that represent kind of like the Christmas side of things. Like mm-hmm. I got stockings and, uh, and a wreath. That's it. Yeah. So I did not get any Christmas trees. Didn't get any of the presents. Didn't get any of that. Couldn't find any of them. Couldn't get po- any balloons. I popped Didn't have any of that stuff in it. So that left the bad, bad taste in my mouth. Sure. You know, trying to go in there all those times, like I did with Halloween and Halloween was a blast. Yeah. Cause I was able to keep decorating. I kept building up towards the holiday. And when holiday came, my island was yeah. full of Halloween decorations. And I thought the Christmas was going to be the same and it wasn't. And that was disappointing. Yeah. Like I, even, I, I kind of feel like I even enjoy, I enjoyed their Thanksgiving event or Turkey day event more than I enjoyed their Christmas. And yeah. I'm not even American. It's not even Thanksgiving for me. But like, <laughs> I, just, I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Unless, unless they learn to kind of, coexist to events at the same time overlapping you know like a lot of like we have to do in real life planning um the the turkey day is what probably squished all the timing of the holidays yeah right toy day stuff 
I am so interested in, and every every time I watch the these trailers, which I think they do a good job of cutting it together. They're usually like 90 second teasers of trailers, yeah. right? Um but like this one, when it came to the end of the course, they show March, and it's like next free update, March, right? They're, the word that always keeps that keeps drawing my attention is free. Free, free, yep. Right? Because inevitably, if you keep promoting a free update, there'll be a point where it is no longer free. Right. Right? And then there'll be distinctions of free update and DLC updates. And I'm really interested to see where they turn that corner in Animal Crossing. I'm also disappointed that we're nearly a year into Animal Crossing. And there are so many quality of life things that are just needing to be updated. And they still haven't done that. And I don't think that should be part of a DLC patch, right? I don't think that should be a paid for quality of life updates. I don't know if they're, they, they may or may not do that, but like, they're just some basic, like I should be able to select multiple items in the Able Sisters, like some yeah. really simple <laughs> things like that, that just boggle me. Yeah. I, I think what I would like to see if I were in their shoes is do the Mario promotion, you know, promote the heck out of that thing kind of make it the the last promotion like that that's free and then do one big free major update like you're talking about with the like quality of life quality of life enhancements here's the and announce it that way here's the here's the next here's the last big thing that we're you know or maybe there's a couple of them we're going to do the next couple builds are going to be quality of life or it's going to do this that and another thing Mm -hmm. and then we are planning to do dlcs going forward and here's a, and then show a, um, you know, like a small clip of a future, you know, summer DLC or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I very much believe it's going to be a season, a season pass, right? Like a, tw- yeah. like I, I, I think I mentioned that in our predictions, but I think that's how they're going to do it. Instead of a DLC, it's like a season, a season, like it's taking that whole like travel idea, like a season passport or a season, you know, your time like, share. Yeah, like something like that. Like, like they're they're gonna lean into it, so it's not called like a DLC pack, but rather mm-hmm. a season pass or something. In my opinion, I think it's what they're gonna do. So, and then there's always that. Uh, I had a for the um, in dead crossing crew there. They had predictions of what they would expect from um, uh, Animal Crossing coming up in 2021, and I said that um, in the summer I expected the gems to come because mm-hmm. I guess that was a big thing in the other Animal Crossings. Okay. Uh, being able to kind of like go to the rocks and get gems out of them, mm. uh, and then and then do things with those. And then the other thing is, I I predicted in the spring that we would get more fruits. Mm. And then because there, there's also the perfect fruit that we don't have in oh, the current okay. game. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Eric Peterson in the chat on YouTube asks, "Do you think, or you think, we'll see a Zelda crossover event?" With Animal Crossing this year, of course, coinciding with the 35th anniversary. Yes, I, I think so. Yeah, like it, it feels. I think I think Nintendo does a pretty good job of cross pollination, mm-hmm. right? Where they where they can, right? Um, to kind of help promote their other their other games. So I think I mean you don't you don't make it evasive, right? Like it's here's like here's the here's the hero's tunic. Yes, and maybe that and maybe there's a quest like you know your activities for that month is a quest that you have to go do something. Right, and you get a you have to build a treasure chest, um, like you like it almost writes itself in a lot of ways. Um, well, we so haven't I, gotten I a lot of the themes yet, right? Like yeah. we hadn't passed Animal Crossing, so and I think it's I think it's going to start with the animal, uh, excuse me, the Super Mario stuff. Yeah, and then we'll lead into the other events. I'm sure. Yeah, 
it'll be super interesting to see what what they actually do for the Mario event. I, that that yeah. has my like I am I am going to be all in on on that one. So great question though, so uh, Eric have, Peterson. You, you missed our discussion about our thoughts on Pave. Do you have opinions? At the gy- hip gyrating dancer. The hip gyration. Uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't show it to my children. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Right. That's that's. Those are difficult conversations. Why is that? <laughs> why is that bird making that gyration? I have I have no idea. I have no I, idea. I associated it to because you have to get feathers and give the pave feathers to get prizes, mm. and I associated that. And they'll, she'll do a dance for you with uh, uh, Mardi Gras beats. And I was like, uh, that sounds a little close to like dollar bills and getting a dance. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> or now $20 bills now, I guess. Right. Not like I do that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not <laughs> like he's on the, uh, the grinder sandwich app. I mean, you know, <laughs> $20 per grinder. Exactly. Oh uh, man. I really think we should start opening up our fans only Nintendo dad site. Like we talked about. <laughs> oh, well, that is, that is the animal crossing uh news we got some other news i just put in the docket folks this is a bit of a turn that i totally forgot came up but i wanted us to discuss earlier this week nintendo announced a monster hunter nintendo switch coming to all regions except for north america monster hunter rise uh new nintendo switch skew a couple things i want to make sure that people are aware of this at this point and guys correct me if i'm wrong maybe so i'm gonna do a quick check of this it has not officially been announced for North America. It has been confirmed for Japan, has been confirmed for Europe, and has been confirmed, I believe, for Australia. So a couple things to talk about this Monster Hunter Rise Switch. The limited edition includes a download code for the game and the deluxe kit DLC and bonus material like special special, special armor uh, for your Palico and Palamute. The other piece that is also available or something else that you can also pick up is a actual Nintendo Switch Pro Controller that features Magnamol on it as well. Uh, these will be available on launch date on March 26th. Uh, again, we do not yet have an answer for North America. And this is a, the Joy-Cons, this is black, uh, black Nintendo, black and gray Nintendo Switch, similar to the ones you saw at launch. However, the Joy-Cons have decals on it. The uh, front of the actual dock has decals and designs, and the back has a really nice, cool decal and design really closely associated with uh, the Monster Hunter scenario, or yeah, Hunter, Monster Hunter you series. You mentioned white and gray, but there's also the gold accents on it, too. Yes, the gold accents. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, so, the Joy-Con right, um, you know, has like a compass rose around the, the analog stick, where yeah. the... North, South, East, West are in the gold and the diagonals mm-hmm. are in the silver look, or yeah. black. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think of this? I want it. You do? I so want it. I was looking at ways like what, when it was just Japan, I was trying to figure out like, how can I get my hands on this? You know, is, is play Asia going to have it? Is somewhere else going to have it? I've been toying around and now that Europe, Europe has it. I've been toying with a site that allows you to order things from European websites from this, like they, they like they're the middleman for you. Mm-hmm. They'll order it for you, it gets yeah. to their warehouse, and then they ship it off to you. I'm toying around with that. I, I, I'm testing it out on the uh, uh, the Bowser's Fury, you know, sure. um, yep. 3D because yep. of the steel book. I'm testing mm-hmm. it out on there to see how that service works, and also how much cost. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, but I want it here in the U.S. I don't think I'm going to do this thing I'm testing out with a larger item like that. Um, if it comes to the U.S., I I would be darn close to pre-ordering it or being there to buy it. If I don't if I don't get it, I won't be too heartbroken because then I'll I'll be hoping for the next thing, which I'm hoping would be a Zelda sure. themed. Uh, you know, one, but, uh, and I'm excited to see they got a pro controller as well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, themed. So we that's haven't seen the, one of those in a long time. Am I correct? Again, uh, chat, keep me honest here. I believe that is the first pro controller back, like redesign or back to market since Xenoblade, Cron uh, since Smash, sorry, since Smash Ultimate. We did not have a pro controller in 2020 for sure. And I don't think we had Most one in 2019, 2019 either. Yeah. Um, so this is, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think it looks good. Um, I'm still using my Splatoon one for a while ago, but I'm like, these things are starting to get worn down. So. <laughs> yes. And I just, I just got a, um, pro controller. It's upstairs actually, but, uh, nice. but I, I would, if I don't get the switch, I will certainly try to get that pro controller some way, somehow with the yeah. designs on it. Cause it, it is nice. It is yes. good looking. Yeah, it's sure it is. I, I like the black and gold accents and, and although black and red are mainly my favorite colors, which going back to the whole Mario themed one, I really liked because of it was mostly red with the black accents on it. I, I dug it because of that. It fits my colors that I like this one even more. So has me like almost on the steps of trying to figure out how to import it. That's yeah. You know, the interesting thing, Tim, uh, to which I like Tim, it, but oh, I'm trying to hold back and waiting and hoping it'll come to North America. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing, Tim. Like, I know, for example, the Fortnite one was EU for quite a while, was what it was posted. And then it was all of a sudden like, oh, nope, now it's available, right, in America. Uh, so I don't know if they're all of a sudden just going to have that drop. Uh, Probably so like a month before. Yeah, I, th I think that's interesting. So I want us to kind of sit in this pocket for a couple moments here. And I want to have a little chat with, with the two of you. Like, let's, let's discuss. So... 2020, we get no new Nintendo Switch. I apologize. We got the Animal Crossing SKU, so I apologize. Let me back that up. 2021, in February 12th, we're going to be getting a new, the Mario 35th anniversary red SKU. Okay? You, but yes. A month and a half later, Nintendo is putting out another SKU, which is Animal Crossing. Sorry, I apologize, which is Monster Hunter. <laughs> what is going on with these skews, and what does this mean? It sounds like maybe Monster Hunter was originally supposed to be earlier and maybe got delayed, or the Mario game did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Mario one, I think, definitely did. I think we were all expecting or had speculated that the Mario stuff got pushed, that it was going to happen earlier in 2020 or maybe towards the end of 2020. Rather than, well, I guess it did kind of happen towards the end of 2020, but we expected that there was going to be probably more happening and it happened a lot later in 2020 into 2021. So, and we, we kind of guessed that a lot of things are getting pushed into 2021. Mm -hmm. Now, the Monster Hunter thing, I think, unless that game got pushed, I don't remember, did it get delayed? I think, I, I think they just didn't officially announce it until they, they knew it was ready. It, yeah. Because maybe that was supposed to come out in 2020, but they get yeah, pushed. Because I think a lot of things yeah. did that. They just 
you know, you can't call it a delay if it was never fully announced. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. So it's probably going to seem like we're going to get a lot of stuff this year because of things that spilled over and then things that are planned. And then uh, hopefully it'll be enough for everybody is my thing, you know, because that's what I'm worried about, especially after seeing what's happened with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, Just shortages of supply or people buying it up to try to sell for a profit. That's what I'm afraid of, you know, because it's like, okay, I've kind of settled that I'll eventually get the newer consoles one day. I don't need it right now because of timing anyways. But when it comes to the Nintendo platforms, it's the one console I want to make sure I have. And I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to get it day one because of all the craziness that's happened. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Mecha Dra- oh, sorry, apologies. Mecha Dragon. Oh, Mecha Dragon's in the chat. Mecha Dragon, I was going to see you as well. Uh, third strongest mole statement means no Switch Pro. So let me let me put a little bit of a tinfoil hat on. Will be a little bit of a crazy, but also a little bit of business, Justin. This is very very interesting that we have two Nintendo Switch SKUs that are happening at approximately weeks before the end of Nintendo's fiscal year. So here's what we do know, actually, is that the Animal Crossing stuff, or sorry, Animal Crossing, frick, Monster Hunter stuff in Japan is going to sell like gangbusters, like hotcakes, like it is going to just go absolutely bonkers. That demographic in that area eats it up, eats it up. So to be able to put out a skew specific to Monster Hunter to that audience, they know that there's a want for it. That is going to sell exponentially. Just even look at, and maybe you're like, what are you talking about, Justin? Monster Hunter is so niche. Do you remember when the Monster Hunter demo came out and we all tried to go to the eShop and get it? And it was a queue? It was a digital queue? You stood in line for hours to get it? Because Monster Hunter is huge. And it's Back gotten in, bigger here in the U.S. For and sure. that's exactly it. It's gaining momentum here, right? And you're and let's let you know. Let's not forget we had that Monster Hunter movie. Like it's it's beginning to create more of a worldwide saturation. Oh, right? that was a thing. I forgot about that. I don't even know if that came out yet. Oh, no, it did. It came out in December, it, right? It did. And I'm waiting for that it, to come on some streaming service. We should watch that all together. How much fun would that be? Oh, we can Probably do that with certain services. They do do that. I don't know. It depends that. on what service that'll be on. I know we Disney should. Plus has a service. Yeah, where you can watch things together. Yeah, we should. We should do the Monster. I don't know Hunter how that movie. works, but I have seen that. I think Voodoo has has it too. So if you bought the movie, you can actually yeah. have. Uh, but yeah, we could talk about that. So this is coming out like the last Friday before of Nintendo's fiscal year. It's March twenty sixth. This is going this this is the same spot that Animal Crossing was essentially in last year. This is going to have a massive boost to Nintendo. Plus two or six weeks earlier, you're coming out with this uh with this Mario 35 switch. Boom! Big hit. So what does this mean? The question is That's like six million units in two in less yeah. than two months. Yep. So the question is, what does this mean for the Nintendo Switch Pro? Two thoughts here. Okay. Stacking these two, you would bring out an iteration of a console when you're dropping, right? You need a boost. You're not seeing the sales numbers. Let's reiterate. Let's have a new version. People will go buy it, okay? Nintendo's not seeing that drop, and they're not going to see that drop with these two consoles for sure. So a couple theories here. Theory number one, 
they need to get rid of a backlog of, Ninte of Nintendo Switches to prepare for Nintendo Switch Pros. They need, they've got a backlog of stock. They need to kind of move that, that, that shit, the, the, what they've designed or built to be able to make room. I think what this definitely means is that you're not getting a Nintendo Switch Pro in the first two quarters of 2021. And that this is more likely if we're going to see a Nintendo Switch Pro, I think it's going to be the back half of the year, probably in a September or October timeframe is probably where we're going to see that. If indeed we see it, I, I think dropping three consoles within like the first half of the year is not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't mean we're not getting one this year. If, if we do get one, and I think it'll be later, probably that November slot that people yeah. like, like, you know, the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Wii U, even the, the Wii and PS3 were all released in that, in that general area. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure about the 360, uh, uh, but that was a year earlier, but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked, Jesse, and I think, I think you're right. Like, I do think that, um, that in that time space is important. The Switch Lite was um, was released in the June. middle of September. Nope, it was announced in June. It was, it was oh yeah, it was September. September. Yeah, it was with the I Zelda game. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw a Switch Pro released around that time frame. The reason being is it basically gives two months two months to ensure your stock is prepared for Black Friday for that time frame, as opposed to. Xbox and PlayStation literally walking into a shortage and high demand, right? Which then, of course, drives up demand, which, of course, drives up scalpers, right? So I wouldn't be shocked if you see it in a September or October time frame. Um, Third Strongest Bull says here, that's what I'm thinking. Who's buying a Switch ed a special edition and then a Pro a few months later? I 100% agree. But the fact that they're stacking these right before their fiscal <laughs> quarter, like that is a banger. And just watch these sales numbers for that edition. In Japan, it is going to light that world on fire. Yep. Anyone want to disagree with me or say I'm wrong? Um, no, I'm just no. I agree. To think about it. Was, yeah. And they say like, you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they have a Dragon Quest themed one coming out whenever Dragon Quest Twelve comes out, because yep. that's the exact same reasoning. Because that, that's you know, it's again that's similar to Monster Hunter. It's it's growing in popularity here, but it has always been a, a juggernaut in Japan. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to say that the only disagreement I have is the the name uh, Switch Pro. I think we need to start going forward calling it the Super Switch. Mm. Uh, going forward, I don't like that <laughs> name at all. The Super Nintendo Switch. How's that? Is Ooh, that better? I like that. That's slick. That is S N S N S. The S N S. Super Nintendo Switch. The the sneeze. Okay, I just I just had this like epiphany that hit me. Okay. Do you think if if we ran the Nintendo model that they ran for, or the 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 way they did their year for Super Mario's thirty fifth, could we see a Legend of Zelda Switch edition in February of next year? And it's the same time they drop Breath of the Wild two. Oh, so I we can see. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're talking about a super, the Super Switch and Breath of the Wild two at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that's almost an inevitability. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was leaning for more for my predictions this year. Yeah, um, and probably rather than thinking businessly, I was more hoping for it. 
Yeah. So uh, happening, you know, March of this year, but seeing now that we've got these two consoles dropping, um, it, Nintendo does crazy th- stuff. They could yep. pop in anything that unexpectedly that wouldn't make sense to us, but yeah. just they so, just do so it. So far, both Switch models has dropped with a Zelda game. So why not the third? Yeah. So I mean, great point. with it's again with COVID point. pushing everything, even though we. S- thought maybe they would have done the Zelda 2 back at the end of last year and it got pushed to this March. Maybe it's just getting pushed until next March, 2022. Maybe 2022 is the year of Zelda and Metroid, you know, if we're lucky with Metroid, you know, or it's, did I freeze or Justin freeze? I think Justin froze. Okay. Yeah, it could be just, uh, Depending on how big those titles are, it may be Breath of the Wild 2 next year, and then 2023 is Metroid. So, Welcome back, Justin. Thank you. I appreciate back. it, gentlemen. I was just <laughs> saying, I was saying, Tim, you're really keeping that Metroid Metroid flame alive, aren't you? Well, and I don't know if you heard my last part. Is like uh, Maybe the if it's big titles per year that Metroid 2, or excuse me, um, Breath of the Wild 2 is 2022, and then... Yeah. Metroid Four is 2023, yeah, with Mario somewhere in there, you know. Um, yeah. Then that makes sense as well, because it could have been just pushed along, you know, because of everything else. But yeah. it's hard to speculate because of that. But it's still fun to speculate, you know. Yeah, exactly. I I would hope for the Super Nintendo Switch this year, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. As what you know, uh, third strongest mole asked, would you still buy? You know the themed, and then still get a pro. Heck yeah, I still would. <laughs> so, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no interest in either special edition. Even though I like how the monster monster hunter looks, but I'm not going to pick it up. But yeah. you know, I am definitely going to save up for that uh, inevitable. Switch yes. Pro, which I'm still going to call it the Mark, the Mark III until yeah. it gets an official name. I like Mark III. I will, I like I will, III. I will not call it that. My, you don't want my, to call it Super Nintendo Switch? Come on, no. it's fine. My OG <laughs> Switch, much like Marty's OG Switch, is making a god-awful sound. Like, that fan is just... It, it goes hard, and I'm like, it's going to go... So I, I know I'm going to have to get a new Switch. I was hoping I'd be able to kind of like last all the way until... This, the the Mach 3 or Mark 3 version. Um, but I feel like I'm going to have to pull a trigger. So now it's just going to be like, which versioning do I want? Do I want to find the Animal Crossing one? Or do you want to go color I asked blind? my wife, Jody, I said, like, do you like this kind of red one? She's <laughs> like, that doesn't look good at all. I was like, well, apparently that's not the one we're going to go with. So I have a confession to make that uh, that's really not my furnace you're hearing in the background. That's really my switch going off. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is awesome. Uh, speaking of crazy things happening over the world in Nintendo, the results from the Super Mario Th- uh, Brothers 35th World Count Challenge. There were 5,363,696 5, Bowsers were defeated. Every player who defeated at least one Bowser during the event will receive 350 Platinum Points. Jesse, you're our resident Mario 35 World person. What was this like for you? I, I know I only played like two games enough to until I finally you know got one Bowser down and then I, as a chain reaction I got I think I got like ten Bowsers down and then I have didn't never went back so I only I only played it like on the first or second day. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And then the, what I what I always found interesting is around the twenty what's today the twenty eighth so around the twenty third 
there was articles saying that there was only 1.5 million Bowsers were taken down. So we need to start getting our game start going. Getting, start getting it done, son. But the, those numbers were as of the 20th. So it was already almost a week old. So I'm like, oh, I bet we already passed it. We just this yeah. is just old numbers. So I wasn't yeah. worried. And we well, almost almost surpassed the goal by two million Bowsers. Yeah, because gosh forbid if you didn't do it, you wouldn't get your non-actual currency, but a fake currency digitally that they give you that they encourage you to spend on more of their stuff. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be, I, uh, uh, confession. I have played the Super Mario 35 thing about twice. And I was like, huh, yep, that's a thing. Moving on. Like, I just I haven't cared. Didn't so everyone's like, oh, they're taking it away. I was like, good, I get a square back. <laughs> cool. I will fill that with something else I enjoy. All right. Excellent. Dragon Quest 12. Apex Legends. Coming <laughs> next week. Coming out next week. Tuesday. Huh? Watch for it. There's we got to hope for something sometimes. Hey, I'm 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 happy to take bets. <laughs> if anyone wants to bet against me, who wants to who wants to uh, who wants to short short stock me on this one? Huh? 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 Speaking of short stock, it's what's not going coming on out. With, it's, you want you want to <laughs> you want to bet me on this one? Who wants to bet? I'll bet. I'll bet you. I'll, I'll bet you. Okay. What do you want to bet? bet? It's you not coming me. out this season. You tell me it's what you want to bet. So how long the seasons go for? Seasons go for three and a half months. Okay, so if it doesn't come out on February second, then we gotta wait until it summer. comes out. In, it'll come out like middle of May. Middle of May. Okay. I'm saying it won't come out until middle of May. Okay. What would you like to bet, Tim? And I'm going to let you choose a prize because inevitably you'll be having to do it this week. <laughs> okay. That's how confident I am. Hmm. I'll let you think on that if you want. Uh, how? What are the stakes here? What like, which? What did you? What have you bet before? So I don't care. Uh, so when I have when I have bet with Marty, uh, we have made a bet that uh, he, he buys me a game, but of his well, like one of his favorite games that I have to that I that I play. So like last time it was uh, Sonic Mania, and I was like, I hate Sonic Mania. He was like, I'm buying it for you. You have to play it because you won. Because I won. So, okay. so the prize there was basically I get a game, but I let him choose it. Okay. So I'll let you think about that one. Okay. okay. And then right. decide what you'd like from me. Doesn't matter. You're going to be paying anyways. All right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's talk about uh, – and chat, let us know. What do you think you should be paying? What do you think uh, What do you think uh, the, the, the bet here will be? Um, but let's talk about GameStop, will we? <laughs> Again. Okay. Let's talk about GameStop again and stocks. Jesse, what has happened with GameStop stocks? Uh, stocks. Weird things. Yeah, the, the, it, you know, we, we actually brought it up a few weeks ago when the former Chewy executives yep. were put on the board mm-hmm. and the stock price like tripled within a week. And we thought that yep. was amazing. But that, that was, it has since gone up tenfold, literally. Uh, I don't, I, I, I kind of have a rough idea of what's going on. I am not a stock market person. Yeah. Okay. But so, I can probably try to explain what I know if, unless you, if, unless you have a better, you probably have a better way to explain it. 
Uh, I can put it pretty simply, they're short stocks. Short stocks is essentially the idea of following. A company that, be- uh, a hedge fund or an investor who believes that a stock is inevitably going to crash and is going to go lower, they essentially shorten the stock. So they borrow from the stock to be able to hold it. Uh, and then essentially when it crashes, they, they, they get some money for it. What happened was that a large amount of this of this started to occur, and, and large companies began to kind of shorten the stock. And when you hold, when you shorten the stock, you also have to hold on. Like you, there's investments associated with it as well, and interest. Well, this group on Reddit essentially said, "Well, hold on a second. We don't want that to happen. So let's drive up Game Stocks, Game Stops stock." Uh, by purchasing a ton of it, basically ensuring that the hedge funds that were holding the shorts were essentially being squeezed. They could not sell it quick enough. They had, and if they were selling it, they were selling it at extraordinarily high prices to be able to recop the, the shorts that they were having. So they're taking um, a loss. They're taking a massive loss. Uh, so GameStop, GameStop stock has shot up, uh, to a, to an incredibly high amount, basically because of a Reddit group. Um, and a little bit of speculation that was going on as well. Of course, the e-commerce component of, uh, of the Chewy, uh, individual coming on the board as well. And now it's at an exponentially high, 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 high value where hedge funds are just losing dumps of money due to it and cannot get rid of it. And that's putting the Wall Street component of it in a hot, hot pinch. And people are very, very unhappy. Now, the unfortunate reality is, sure, look at that's how it works. Um, like, you took a risk and you got kind of played a bit. And mm-hmm. that, that is, that is it. Uh, Mecha Dragon. I heard tons of billionaires lost everything. Um, I, I, I don't they know. Diversify. I, yeah, they diversify. Yeah. They would. I don't know if I say I they, they lost everything. everything. I would say billions say. were lost. Yes. Yeah. I don't yes. think anyone particularly lost everything. You know, not every, not everything, but there, there was a hedge fund that actually had to be bailed out by other hedge funds to take on that loss. That is a pretty massive amount. Now, here's what I want to say. What I have just explained in two minutes is not really great. I'm giving like a Coles Notes version of it. We put two videos on our Twitter page today to go check them out. They do a great job of explaining essentially how shorts work and what is occurring. Um, guys, what do you think of this? Like, this is this is well, kind of crazy. First, it makes me wish I bought, I bought some when it was... <laughs> So only 40 yeah, yeah. or and, $4 like it was back in March of 2020. Right. So to, to be honest here to, and full disclosure, I bought a share. I'm not going to say what I paid for it. And it has since went up over a hundred dollars and then it has gone down over a hundred dollars. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I, I know what I'm, I knew what I was getting into. I didn't expect this to actually, I knew this thing was going to tank at some point. It yeah. may or may not be tanking now. It might still be around, but yeah, you know, this is, you know, some people pay $60 for a game. I decided to pay a few hundred dollars to, yep. to play, the, to play the, 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 the stock market game. <laughs> so, yes. you know, yeah. and while, while I was in there, I also did buy some Nintendo shares. So when I, I nice. do have two shares of Nintendo stock for now. I probably will buy more later. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 in, it's interesting. Um, I mean, now, let me also be very clear. GameStop is not the only company that this is happening to. How about one uh, of those are, two? There are a couple other ones. Are Bed <laughs> Bath & Beyond? Right? Not that one. Bed, but Bath AMC. And, AMC. Right? AMC is another one. What? What do I think there's another one? 
I thought American Airlines was one also. I could be completely wrong. I don't remember an airline. There was a bit Bitcoin type thing. Uh, what do you call those things? The um, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency that they were hitting too. AMC BlackBerry. Thank you, Ebisol. BlackBerry still a thing? Dogen coin looks like Dodge Dodge coin. Something like is that, that. Yeah. Is that like the meme? Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, so I think it's yes, very it interesting. Now, now this here's the reality of it. Meme coin. This, this this could be this could this could have been any other company like Lamps are us. But the reason this is interesting to us is because it's GameStop, right? We all have an affinity mm-hmm. for it. And, or not. Um, or not, right? <laughs> um, and, and the interesting part being is that, you know, there, you know one of the things that, that started the ball rolling in relation to it, to the price beginning to go up, which essentially was originally just like, like speculated potential, which was with the individual coming in from yeah. Chewy. Now, Chewy is, as I recall, like a pet food e-commerce. Online e-commerce. Online yeah. distribution. Yeah. I, I, have, I have ordered from them. Yeah. They are. They were just as expensive as Amazon yeah. was. This, so this before we went, before all this went down, we had this discussion because we couldn't talk about it on the Nintendo Dads show at that that Thursday. Oh, that's right. We talked about it during the dinner. We table. talked that's it right. during, We talked about it during dinner table. Uh, the topic of the the CEO from yep. Chewy.com coming on board along with another person, but the Chewy guy kind of. Yeah. Well, the, all, all three of them were. It. Well, all three of them were former Chewy execs. Okay. Yeah, one, one of them so, was CF, yeah. CFO, CMO, and then CEO. So yeah, and, then, and, the, and this guy Mitch. already owns twelve percent of GameStop yep. stock. He right. bought it back in August. Yeah, yeah. So bought we, it, yeah we had, had a lot of fun it. talking about that speculation. Yeah, and so that began to kind of bring up the price. Plus, you also have to remember that the Xbox and PlayStation any console cycle launches for for GameStop is good news, despite a pandemic, right? So they so they started to just kind of see their number rise. Uh, and then the internet just decided to have at it. Um, now there's a yes. whole bunch, there's a whole different window that you can get into of whether companies like Robinhood should be stopping trade. There's a whole, we won't get into that, but it's been very interesting to watch uh, in relation to GameStop. So, yes, I don't know. I, I wonder the question that I would have um, middle management, maybe upper management. One of the things that we sometimes typically see with uh, benefit packages right, along with like retirement funds are stock options. So there are potentially a bunch of maybe managers or staff, maybe at GameStop, who bought into stock options, which would have said like basically just continue to buy stocks, right? So, hey, I, you know, I give you $40 every paycheck and you buy GameStop stock essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So there could be a bunch of those employees who have a schmattering Right, large amount of <laughs> of stocks that have yeah. basically now yo-yoed up and down. Uh, so it's kind of been uh, interesting to watch. Uh, Mecha Dragon. So many gamers are getting into stocks now. I mean, between Tom Nook running the stock market and turnips and GameStop, <laughs> you just learned about shorts. Like, ladies and gentlemen, video games gives you all the information you need to know. <laughs> yes. All right, and, um, but it is getting it is getting a little ridiculous, I think, too. This this topic of what's going on, and you know, political stuff aside, with that, um, whatever side you're on in that regard for whether they should be doing this or not, and whether the like you said, the Robin Hood should be blocking or not, it's it's skewing the the real topic, like we were trying to talk about, which is what are they going to do now with the chewy guys coming on and 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 making their suggestions and and that suggestion of fully going e-commerce 
you know, and closing down a lot of stores and all that kind of stuff. So if anything was learned from Toys R Us, if, you know, cause I know myself, I miss Toys R Us in the States. I am lucky though. I can go right over the border to Canada when COVID's over and go to Toys R Us over there. But, uh, I still miss it locally, you know, so because it, it was nice to be able to go that, especially around the holidays. And I'm going to miss GameStop regardless. Yes, I don't like how they treat their employees, but my particular GameStop, the employees are really cool. They know their stuff. Uh, they I don't know how they're treated because I never ask, but uh, they seem to they seem to be OK there. They're, they're really cool there. So I'm going to miss the GameStop if they close that. So, yeah. Micah asks, I need to know if this is going to save or kill GameStop. It's not going to do a damn thing. Yeah. Because this has nothing to do with GameStop's ability to make a profit. This is literally just people playing games with the stock market at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people will probably, you know, I mean, the positive, I mean, the positive thing is a couple things. GameStop is in the news. Um, people yeah, that, say, oh yeah, game, oh yeah, GameStop still exists. Yeah, that, <laughs> so they're, that's they're, positive. Any press is positive press, right? There may be people who then are like, oh, I'm learning a bit more about it. So there, so there's that. Um, th- for some, like I said, for some employees, for some management, if they have diversified or if they have stocks or have stock options, might financially be good for them. Um, depending, depending on how they spin it, too. Yeah, depending on how they spin it, depending if they have that option, right? Like, so for example. My company allows me to buy stocks. I buy some every single paycheck um, and I can like cash out my stocks at any time. Right. So you can do those things. Um, so it, it is interesting to kind of see how those things work. It's just, you do have to be careful about when you do things like that. Cause it, if you raise red flags for insider trading, yes. that does not have positive consequences. Yes. Right. Which is, which is why a bunch of the, uh, which is why a bunch of the board cannot actually sell their stocks. Right. There's only a limited amount of stocks that are available basically publicly for people to get access to, uh, which helps to kind of cause the shortage and demand. Right. So basic supply and demand. So as the supply was running out and more and more of the firms and hedge funds trying to collect more of the stocks, basically, this is where the Reddit group came in and said, everyone buy, goes in and buys and they eat up the, the amount that is left, basically putting it, putting the squeeze on the, fe- the the hedge funds that are holding the shorts because they can't buy anymore to cover themselves. So now that drives the price up. Oh, you want my stock? Okay, 500 bucks. Do you know what I mean? So it, it mm-hmm. creates this, this squeeze. Um, but again, we got two videos on our YouTube video ch- uh, channel. Check them out. One of them's from uh, IGN. Yeah, I, think and gentlemen, the, I think the funniest part about this is a group of people who has manipulating who has been manipulating the stock market for since the dawn of time are complaining that someone else is manipulating the stock market. Stock market. <laughs> yes. Uh, all of a sudden now it's a, it's a bad thing. Boo hoo. We need to be bailed out. Uh, yeah. like, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Don't feel bad. This is all what right. happens when you, th- and then of course now they, they're trying to shut down discord servers and Reddit subreddits yeah. because they're, they're trying to, uh, they and their group are trying to avoid the public from making them and their group. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play ball, man. All right, gentlemen. Great topic conversation. Hopefully, again, folks, 
we didn't cover it as well as we should have. Um, I, as much as I know my business, Justin, stuff, stocks and trades and buying and selling, I've had I've watched a lot of videos today and read a lot about it. So that's how I got my information on it. You should also be educated. Check yourself out. Gentlemen, I want to jump into a conversation here. Only what one? Fun. Do, we, do, we, oh, do we have a discussion button, a fun chatting button? Nope. Nope, good. Glad we didn't have those buttons. Thank you. And maybe and maybe the chat can help us and play along as well. I want to know, gentlemen, what are the five games in 2021, as you know to be 2021, right? You most likely they're being released in 2021. Maybe they don't have a firm date, but you're like, feels like 2021. Are you the most excited for? I'm cheating and opening game? up my future game release schedule because right now very little is coming into the, to the top of my okay. head. But yeah, I I know. Well, the first game I know is uh, that uh, Persona Five Strikers. Is this yeah Strikers? I thought it was not Strikers, but they called it something else. Rumble uh, Royal. It is Strikers. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's coming out at the end of uh, on the twenty third. Uh, my son is planning on buying the ps4 version and he's pre-ordering to get a steelbook and i'll 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 be uh getting i'll be getting this the switch version sweet very nice okay so that's number that's one from you jesse i'm gonna head over to tim tim what about you what's one on your list well obviously everybody's heard me say this i am definitely looking forward to the monster hunter rise game so so yeah that one i think is coming out 2021 Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so, right? Uh, All right. Of course, like, you know, I could easily say Apex, but we're not going to talk about that one. I'm going to challenge myself to find five others. I'm going to say Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2, I'm hoping for. Uh, Jesse, back over to you. What's one of the ones on your list? This was never officially uh, announced by Nintendo, but it was was announced uh, by Ubisoft as being in development. Ooh. It was supposed to have been released last week, but it, it pff, nothing happened. But the Prince of Persia Sand of Time remake. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Right. So that's what? still sitting at the top of my list because it should have been released a week ago. <laughs> You're a big I, Prince, of pa- Prince of Persia fan, are you? I used to be. I, okay. I didn't. I remember not liking the second game and only getting halfway through the third game, but I did play the first game. Okay. Very, very cool. Tim, what about you? Uh... The hmm, Axiom Verge 2. Ah, uh, you mess her, because that was exactly what I was going to say, too. Yes. <laughs> Axiom Verge yes. 2. That was on my list as well. Okay. I'm definitely Excellent. looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, now that was, he, uh, Tom Happ was originally, I think he said, like, they were aiming for last year. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if that one is soon. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I wouldn't be shocked if it's all of a sudden it's going to be in a, like, a, uh, we have an indie world, and at the end of the episode, at the end, it's like, oh, and one more thing out today. That, because that'd they be were, cool. They were originally targeting like September, I think, twenty twenty. So, but I know he put out a release. He's like, yeah, we're not, we're not quite there yet. We're delaying, so I won't be shocked <laughs> if we see that one soon. Yes. All right, Jesse, we're back to you with number three. Okay, um, the new new Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah. Yeah, I. I have a feeling I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to like it as much as I thought I remembered liking the first one, but I'm still going to buy it anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Excellent. Uh, Tim? 
I'm actually going to, even though Jesse said it already, I'm going to say Strikers as well, because that one I was looking forward to after test playing the Jap- Japanese demo. Okay. Someone with, um, Mel, Mel, Malachi uh, JC says, I thought it was Persona Scramble. It was called Scramble in Japan mm-hmm. with and the Phantom Strikers as a subtitle, but they changed it oh. to North America to Persona 5 Striker. Okay. With no Got subtitle. It. Got it. Okay. That's not confusing at all. All right. Uh, my number three is a game called Quantum League. Quantum League. This was a yes. indie game that we saw back in, would have been, I think, May of last year. It's available right now on PC. Uh, it is a, sh- a first-person shooter, basically, arena game where you manipulate time and you kind of have, like, three different runs of a game or of a match, uh, that one definitely has my interest. It's very, very much a Justin game. Sounds like uh, it. Tim's agreeing to it as well, or, or at least maybe it rings a bell true to you as well, Yes, Tim. it does. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to head over to you for your number four. Uh, I'm still conf- um, looking forward to Chris Tales. That was announced yeah. like back in E3 2019. Oh. Had a demo mid-last year. And then uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not tired of this game yet, and I want, I'm curious to know where this goes, where the story goes. And but so, looking forward to that one still. Yeah, okay. I, I like the art style. Yep, yep, yeah, that'll be interesting. Tim, sports story. I'm sports looking forward story. to seeing oh, yeah. the sequel to the golf story. So I'm seeing how they're gonna do that one, and it sounds it looked like it was going to be crazy fun. So I'm looking forward to learning more about that one. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to head over to Shovel Knight Dig. This is from, this is, this is not developed by, or sorry, this is not developed by Yacht Club. It's published by Yacht Club. It's done by Netrom, which is the people who did Chicken Bomb. Um, And it is very much, it looks very cool. I'm very, very interested in this one. Heading over to you, Mr. Dwaldak. Okay, here's another game that I don't think it hasn't been officially announced for the Switch, but it's also your fifth and final, by the way, if my count is right. Uh, right, but uh, previous games from this developer has been released on the Switch, so I'm presuming this one will too. It's uh, called Welcome to the Information Superhighway. It's uh, again, no idea if it's coming out this year or ever, but it is by the developers of. Uh, World of Goo, uh, 7 billion humans, human resource machine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my games. Yeah, you and I definitely played very Didn't like World of Goo as much, but I like the other two. I thought World of Goo was great. I played that on the Wii. That was great. I liked that one a lot, actually. Tim! Yes. So, my fifth and final one, barring any surprise Nintendo games, obviously, because that I was going to say... Any surprise Nintendo game would be my fifth <laughs> one, but I'm going to say Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, um, coming in the summertime. So hopefully I'll be, you know, had my fill of Monster Hunter Rise and will be ready and maybe not, and hopefully not, um, you know, bored of the Monster Hunter stuff uh, that I'll want to get into Stories 2. Okay. All right. My fifth and final one is Sea of Solitude. 
Sea of Solitude, which is coming out on oh, March. Oh yeah, I forgot about that 4th. one. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah, that one that was an EA Originals part of that program. Yes. That one definitely definitely has my interest. I was very excited to see that there is an announcement for that. So that is on my Oh, list. I sh- I should have said, you know, too, when uh, Jedi Fallen Order comes, you know, to yeah, online, sure. uh-huh. uh, you know, as a, as a streaming game, yeah. streaming game, you know, I should have said that. Yeah. One. Let me, can I, can I, do my, can I do my Marty Estes impression here? Uh, sure. Woo! All right. My, my, my five games are, uh, chicken wiggle, chicken wiggle, chicken wiggle, chicken wiggle, chicken wiggle. <laughs> It's not called Chicken Wiggle anymore, Marty. I know. What is it? Hatch, hatch Story? Hatch Tales. Hatch Tales, Hatch Tales, Hatch Tales, Hatch Tales. Uh, God bless you, Marty. We love you very much. Um, Before we move on, I have a Nintendo honorable mention. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm still curious about what the Amico is going to do. I know you really enjoy it when I bring it up, but... Uh. No, it's... I'm, I, I love that you love it, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, supposed, know that was supposed to be out last year, but got delayed. And mm-hmm. it's... I think the official release date is mid-April, with the uh, Founders Edition supposed to ship early. So yeah. I'm looking at probably first or second week of April. Sure, fair enough. And just like the VCS, I'll be doing videos. Nice. Yeah, Tim. Uh, yes, yes, you and the you and the beanie, the toque question. <laughs> yes, yes, gallery. thank you, sir. Uh, based on what Jesse said for a Nintendo type thing, I am very interested to see what will push me to get that PS5. Because right now I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, I can wait. You know, nothing's really pushed me. Plus the, you know, the scrambling. I haven't had the time to hunt for one like a lot of people have over, you know, during the holidays and stuff. So I just kind of left it. To where, if I see one in the store, and I and I have the ability to pick it up, I'll pick it up then. Yeah. But something will probably come out too that maybe push it over the edge. And two things that come to mind is the new God of War game that I'm sure is going to be coming. Ragnarok. Yes. Or an Infamous game, oh. if they come out with a new Infamous game, because I really love the Infamous series, especially with the Cole character. Mm. Um. And if they came out with another, uh, like a Infamous Three, because the the last one they came out with wasn't necessarily a three, it was just another Infamous game. If they came out with an Infamous Three or something that continued the Cole story, even though if you played the game, it, you wouldn't think there would be a continuation. Um, anyways, if they came out with God of War, Ragnarok. Or infamous game that will probably push me over the edge to get a PS5, and that would definitely get me uh, excited in 2021 for a Nintendo type game system. Fair enough, I like it. Malik, uh, in, the ch- Malik, yeah, Malik in the chat asks what happened to Lego Star Wars. It's two years late now. My notes say that it was announced uh, E3 2019, and in August of 2020, it was de- announced to be delayed until this spring. Yes, so, I, was still, say, I think we're supposed to get soon. So I have it no, pre-ordered, and I forgot about that to put on my list. So that is a good call. <laughs> so still no date, but it's currently flag uh, slotted in spring twenty one. Yep, nice. I, have it, I definitely have it pre-ordered. A couple other pieces in our chat here. I want to just mm-hmm. quickly uh, respond to as well. Uh, Eric Peterson says three D World, Tunic, Bio Mutant. Now Bio Mutant actually just got a release date in May of twenty twenty one. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, rifts apart retrologent thank you very much for your uh your cheers thank you very much mecha dragon you asked about a shovel knight mobile game that is actually called shovel knight pocket dungeon 
Uh, so they are still supposed to be coming out with that as well. Someone looking uh, forward to here? Pokemon Sleep? No. Uh, Retrologic <laughs> oh, also forgot calls about out that. Sly Cooper, Infamous 3, uh, Rocket Robot and Wheels 2. Yeah, lots of good stuff going on there. So that is great. So that is the five games that we are looking forward to in uh, in twenty. 21. Exciting stuff. Uh, gentlemen, let's jump right into our events, will we? Sounds like people are shooting at each other. You're looking for this one? Pow, 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 there you pow. go. Like, like both Tim and I were like giving it to you. We're like, well, come on, come on. As you know, I have more than one page of sounds. That is not on the same page as what I normally have up during the show. I have that as my stinger page. Speaking of pages of sound, if you're a Patreon subscriber, check your inbox this week. You have got a real bonus track coming for you. Uh, where 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 Jesse plays DJ Jesse and mixes all of our sound cues into one sound for you. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Jesse, talk to us a little bit about the Pokemon Go events. Give me a quick, like, 30-second high level of this thing. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a page of notes. <laughs> that's a lot of bullets for 30 seconds. But uh, limited research tasks featuring Sneasel starts, will be on January 30th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time. If you can complete the field research tasks to receive encounters with Sneasel, which could be shiny. There's a Team Go rocket timed. Res- <laughs> you made the same joke I made earlier. <laughs> Team Go rocket timed research event starting is going on now. Started on the 26th, going until February 7th at 8 p.m. local time. To to, to co- complete the timed research tasks to receive an encounter with a ho oh that knows earthquake. Overlapping that will be a Team Go celebration event. <laughs> Team. <laughs> Team Go Rocket is celebrating, but why? It's up to you to find out. Starting February 2nd at 10 a.m. through February 7th at 8 p.m. local time. The February February research breakthrough encounter will be Snorlax from February 1st through March 1st at 1 p.m. Pacific time. The legendary raids for the month, you know, Entei started is going now. Raikou will be January started will be started on January 31st, Suicune on February 4th, Latias Latios on February 9th, and then to coincide with the Pokemon Go, Go Tour Kanto event on February 20th, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo will be in raids starting at 9 a.m. And they will continue until March 1st at 8 a.m. local time. That is all. Wow. Good stuff. That was amazing. Good stuff, indeed. Yep. Uh, a couple of I'm amazed how quickly if, you got through that. <laughs> Megatrakon asks if we all forgot about Pokemon Masters. Yes, we did. Nope, didn't. Did not <laughs> forget about it. It's just not on my radar. Uh, <laughs> see what else is going on here. Uh, Third Strongest Mole asks, but did you talk about the biggest news? Immortals Phoenix Rising DLC coming to Uno. <laughs> that was that was it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. With you, I, I almost did add that to the notes. But I, I scrolled thought... through Twitter today and saw that, and I was like, "Here was actually my first reaction." I was like, "There's Uno in Immortals: Phoenix Rising." <laughs> no, it's the other way around. And then I figured out the other way, and I was a lot less excited. I was like, "Oh." Um, yeah, but that the, is correct. The first the, DLC the, package, the Ubisoft package. Cinematic Universe. 
right? Coming together. Uh, there is a deal. The first DLC is out actually for Immortals Phoenix Rising. So I would say if you haven't, check that out. If you, if you didn't buy the, the package. Also, the demo for Immortals Phoenix Rising is now on the Nintendo Switch. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. And plus, they've been having some banger of sales. I think it's on like 50% off right now. So you could definitely pick that one up. Um, a lot of us that were on our that was on our list of uh, 2020 games of the year. So you might want to check that one out. Uh, Tim, did you have you jumped in back to Phoenix? You were big on Phoenix, weren't you? Yeah, I'm I'm still jumping in and out of it. It's it's like there's a lot to do in it. There's a lot of collecting in it, and there you know, uh, or just getting through the story. And um, you, for me, it's easy to just jump back in and see. Okay, what's my next uh, task? And try to do that, knock it out, and then you know play something else or whatever yeah. so it's a, it, it can be a long game or it can probably be done pretty quickly what is it like a 50 hour game or something like that i think so yeah yeah like like pretty quickly you know it's like 50 hours it's 50 hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. compared to breath of the wild you know yeah. it's, <laughs> or dragon quest or persona or dragon quest or something like that yeah so <laughs> it's more than your traditional you know indie type game but definitely not as long as your rpgs i would say no, that is fair. Uh, gentlemen, let's jump into what we've been playing. Jesse. Okay, so uh, I talked about Donkey Kong last week because it was monthly mayhem. Uh, I ended up finishing the game, and when I mean finishing it, I got to the kill screen. So I put out a little quick little video and put it on the YouTube channel sh- mm-hmm. showing what the kill screen looks like and yeah, why that, it's yeah. the kill screen. Mm-hmm. And the, the arcade kill, kill screen is the exact same reason. It's just uh, happens at a different point in the game. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot earlier in the arcade. Like it'll, you can get it in about two or three hours of playing where on the NES, it was eight to ten hours maybe. I don't, I don't even know how long wow. I played. Okay. I'll talk about that one last. Okay. <laughs> the next game I'll talk about is uh, Dragon Quest Tact, which was just released on mobile devices officially yesterday. It was downloadable the day before, but the servers are down for maintenance until 4 o'clock yesterday. So really wow. you couldn't play it until yesterday afternoon. So that's – it's a uh, – it's uh, – very similar to the other Dragon Quest mobile game that I talked about last year. It's just instead of more like a like my party facing the opponent party in a turn-based battle, it's like Fire Emblem grid-based battle. Okay. And you know all the all the forms of monetization is like exactly the same. So it's you know, it's got a story. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna do the same thing I did with the other game. Is I'll get as far into the story as I can go without getting, without having to like grind levels. And uh, I think I'm just starting chapter six. I don't know how many chapters there are, but you know, I think I might have put three or four hours into it already. So if you know, free to start. They do have a subscription model, which is optional for like for less than five dollars a month. That gives you. It opens up a super fast mode, so you don't it you can it plays through the, the battles five, six times the speed instead of just twice the speed. Uh, okay, then last weekend we had my son over, my oldest daughter over, and her new boyfriend. So we thought that was a good time to break out uh, Dominion, which is a 
board uh, board game card game that we that we talked about on the dinner table back in December. We talked about at a board game discussion, and people hyped that game up. And I'm like, that sounds like a fun idea. I will buy it and give it to my wife for Christmas. And so that was that was we, we did a play through that, and it, the game is uh, basically is you build a deck of cards, and then as part of building the deck of cards is like like uh, effect cards and money to buy more cards. But then, but the real kicker is you have to buy victory points to ultimately win. But the more victory points you have in your deck is just a wasted card during your play because you can't play, use them during your normal turn. So it's a balancing act about when to buy more coin for additional purchasing power later, when to buy action cards, and when to buy the the victory points. And I, my first time through, I did not do a good job. But uh, we, I did find interesting ways for the action cards to combo each other. So I was able to pull off some pretty uh, interesting combos with it. And, you know, there are, I don't, the the pack I bought is the base game and an expansion. So there's like 30 or 40 different sets of what they call kingdom cards hmm. that you, you never use more than 10 in a game. Okay. Maybe 12 if you have more than four people. So it, I think... So you can play two games back to back with a completely different set of kingdom cards, and it plays out completely different. So you have to That's use good. different logic and strategies and combos to do, you know, to get, you know, try to get the victory points. Nice. So looking forward to playing that again. Um, along with it, I don't know if I ever talked about this in the show, but there was a Kickstarter early last year that I called uh, the level up platform. So I, I, I picked that up and that was also delivered like within the same week as getting Dominion. It's basically an, a raised tier you put on your table. So you can set up your main board on the upper tier, which gives you more space on your table for your other cards. Including yeah, I bet under, you that comes in handy a, a lot. Yeah, including you can put stuff under the that raised tier, right? It, otherwise, what's what's the point? Uh, so right. that, that was we used that, and it was very useful. Uh, I put pictures of it in our Discord. Someone asked if it was sturdy. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, it's got a rubber has rubber on the feet. I kind of gave it a little perpendicular pressure, and the thing didn't move, and it. It took effort to take it apart. So once that thing's together, it's not wanting to un- to disassemble easy. So no disassemble. Not, yeah, no disassemble, Johnny Five. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, I, I, we will definitely be using that again. Now That's the cool. last game I want to talk about. Uh oh. <laughs> can, can I make can I can I make a statement? Sure. I'm going to say this. I don't even think you need to talk about it. I want people to go over to YouTube and watch it because, because as much as you can talk about it, I think it's a 25 minutes of watching. You get frustrated. That is pure entertainment and gold. Yeah. I, I, I think I held my composer surprisingly well. I think so, but I have known you for six years and that is the angriest I have ever seen you get at a video game. And it is the funniest on thing camera. I've ever watched. On, on camera. camera. On camera. And the best part was your statement in the end, you're like, 
You, yes. you tried as much as you could to me for me not to like, I can't remember what it was, but it was a beautiful line of like, <laughs> you, 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 I want to like your, your game to spite you. And it was just like, and it was like end of video. I was like, wow, <laughs> Jesse rage quits a game. It was awesome to watch so, Go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's Heaven's so Vault. What game is that? The game is heaven's vault. The, the embargo for that video was midnight East Eastern time right. last night. And that's the exact moment we posted it. So check back 24 hours. I'm going to drop it in our, I'm going to drop it in our uh, Twitch chat right now, because uh, let me tell you folks, it was absolute gold. Yeah, uh, my, I'm my, really hoping that company's I, not going to come back to us and say, could you send me the link to your coverage? And I'll be like, well, I can, you're not going to like it though, but I can. Apparently this was a game that was released on PC and PS4 two years ago. And it, it was critically well, Yeah, it's, like it's 70s total- and 80s. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's got so, a lot of actually like BAFTA awards or something like that too. Like it's nominated. I don't for know one, if actually. I played a different game or what. But <laughs> well, I like your comment. Like somebody didn't play test it on the Switch or something when they released it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I showed my son like the last five minutes of my video. So, so and he, even just that little bit was, I do not like what I saw. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. We don't we don't like every game we get, and we have to be honest with it as well. Right? Yes. So that's correct. Awesome, awesome, Jesse. Thanks very much, pal. Uh, Tim, let's over to you. Sure. Um, I I actually downloaded the Bravely Default Two demo and played a little bit of that because I don't normally go. For, I, I tried Bravely Default on a, on the 3ds a long time ago. So. Um, and found out that wasn't my type of JRPG type game. So I knew I wasn't going to go for Bravely Default 2. So I didn't bother with the demo. But when I got the email that said, hey, check out the demo. demo and if you play for play it you know, long enough, you get 100 platinum coins. I was like, sure, I'll go do that. I'll go give it a try for 100 platinum points. Because I'm trying to save my points up for whatever Zelda stuff to come out with. <laughs> didn't they just put a poster like for 1,000 points? Yes, they did. Have, yeah, it was a, a. I don't know if it was called a poster because it's thicker than a poster. I forget what they called it, but acrylic, something acrylic. Yeah. Oh, is that the Hyrule Warriors Acrylic yes. Art Award? Now, how was that available in Canada? But I couldn't get the freaking keychains for Splatoon. Who knows? <laughs> See, uh, but I uh, let me be more specific. I'm hoping for 25th and 35th anniversary edition of Zelda stuff. So that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. And like, that's what I'm trying I, to save my points I, for. I think I have like the 20th or 25th anniversary poster of like yep. the Zelda, Zelda, not a timeline in terms of where the plot is, but the timelines of the games that were released. In yes. That order. No. I have that. I still have too. that's That's hanging up in my hallway still. Yeah. I have that one in the Mario one, I think too. So, but um, yeah, so I played that. But actually, I, I really enjoy the animation in that game. So I'm playing, still playing it a little bit, just checking it out. I don't think I'll buy it because I know I won't spend enough time on it to make it worth it. But the demo will probably be just enough for me to, you know, get a feel for it and get some enjoyment out of it. I should and give the demo a try. It is. I, the, I really I like, like the animation. The first on one, it. But we'll... So, uh and there's jobs in it. Don't you like the job system? I don't like job systems oh, generally. Okay. Which, so maybe which, you might not. Which is why I stopped playing the original uh, DS game. Okay. Or 3DS game. Because I, I apparently I needed a job that I didn't have to to be strong against the first boss. And I'm like, I'm not grinding. 
in gotcha. 30 minutes in the game and the game wants me to grind. <laughs> no. Right. So, yeah. I, At least I it was a rental. I just returned it to Gamefly at that point. That's good. I playing <laughs> with that. And so enjoying, like I said, the animation is what's keeping me intrigued and a little bit of the story, too. It, it, it actually drops you in way after the prologue and all that kind of stuff, I think, in chapter one somewhere. Um, so you got some things and that you already have some equipment and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still learning more about it and what to do with it and all the nuances between, you know, the, the default system or whatever it's called and all that kind of stuff. So that starts getting into the stuff I don't usually like, cause it's getting like, I, I already spend a lot of my brain power for work <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to spend it on, on a game. So, but I'll still dabble with it. That's what the demo's for. Right. Mm-hmm. So Animal Crossing New Horizons, of course, you know, a little bit before the the d- download today and then the update today. Of course, I played a lot more today trying to see what was there, if there was anything there. And it was just the seasonal stuff right now. Um, and even though I kind of put a little bit of a dig on the Christmas type, uh, you know, stuff that I was disappointed in that. The snowman thing, too, I was really disappointed in at the beginning. I've actually gotten better at making snowmen. <laughs> so I'm. it's actually been, you know, every time I make a snowman, I got a perfect snowman. I'm getting my, you know. Are you able to eyeball it or are you using the. the it's all ten, eyeball it. The you know, I'm not, trick. Yeah, I'm not doing the tempath trick. I didn't want to do that. So <laughs> do, do you do you every time you make a snowman think to yourself, do you want to build a snowman? Every doggone time, yes. Right? <laughs> doggone Every movie. Time. Let it go. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Nice one, nice one. And nice, the last one. Nice one? Ice one, yes. Oh, nice one. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, the last one that I've been playing is just recently today, too, because I wanted to jump into this. It's called Disjunction. It's a game that I got the review code for today, released today, um, and it is a top-down, um, how do I want to put this, it's a top-down, you do pick a stealth-type game, so you, you do have choices you get to pick in the story that that determine where the story is going to go. You also have choices that you do in the game. It's a stealth-based game. Did I did I glitch there? I saw it. You did yeah. for a moment. My yeah. back? All right. All right. So it's a uh, stealth based game where you hide in the shadows, you crouch so people don't hear you, you sneak up on people and either go by them or you can take them out and drag their bodies into the shadows so nobody finds them. So it does. I don't play a lot of these, so I'm sorry I don't have a more recent example to compare it to. But going back to Metal Gear Solid, a game that I did play that I kind of remember some of the stealth elements of that. It reminds me of those, uh, but the animation reminds me of, um, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the game right now, um, but I also think it's it's pixelated animation. Um, that narrows it down, Tim. I know, I know. It's I, I'm trying to think of the doggone games that I played that had that, so... Uh, but it's, it's a cyberpunk environment uh, as well. And basically the story is, uh, it's actually quite interesting. It's, it's I think, 2039 and the economy's collapsed. And um, there's, uh, 
there's a new drug on the on that's affecting people both rich and poor called shards um and there's a person who was representing the poor community that was highly regarded that is framed for the murder of a police officer uh a chief the chief of police um and he was found with these shards and so he he was put under arrest and all that kind of stuff. And you basically, what I found at the beginning of the game is you're trying to find out what's actually happening and see if you could disprove, disprove, um, the setup essentially. So again, I, so the first level I just started playing, like I said, today, uh, was going into this, this hospital or this, um, um, place where you have to get some evidence and you're hiding again, hiding in the shadows, hiding from security, who isn't just regular security guys or, you know, they got some, they got some weapons and will take you out. So it's, it's actually pretty fun and it's intriguing and it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying it a lot so far. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit more and then I'll probably do a let's play video of it uh, that sometime this weekend. So I'll be on the lookout for that. Nice. Very cool. That's all for you, Tim. Yeah. That's all. Hey Tim, let me ask you this. Have you had a chance to play Hitman three? I have not yet, unfortunately. That's okay. Not a problem. That's, thought I'd ask because it, it's a transition because I was hoping maybe we could chat about Hitman 3. Yeah, I wanted to so bad, but those okay. those games that I played were something I could jump in real quickly because yeah. I do know a little bit of Hitman 3 from what you've done videos on, and I, I, I didn't want to just jump in for a little bit and leave it. I wanted to spend a little bit more time, which I'm sure. hoping to be able to do this weekend as well. So okay, Fair enough. Uh, well, I'll give you kind of my synopsis of it. Uh, big thanks yes, to IO, IO Interactive for providing us a code, uh, a couple codes actually, to Hitman 3 Deluxe Edition. Now, of course, this is on the Nintendo Switch, so this is the cloud version that we are talking about, and I'll talk about that in a couple of moments. Um, I was interested in jumping into Hitman 3. I have never played a Hitman game before, but the trailers, the, the the advertisements, the reviews that were coming into it definitely had my interest. Um, so again, I, now I do want to say again, I'm fortunate enough because the deluxe edition has like a bunch of bundles and like additional levels. So there is all that. But um, I will say I'm having a fair bit of fun with Hitman 3. Um, speaking of that stealth element that you're talking about before, Tim, like you have to be stealthy on this. It's not a run and gun game. You have to problem solve. You have to kind of knock people out, take over their disguises, solve basically how you're going to murder someone in a various different uh, different ways. So there's a, there's a puzzle. There's definitely a very very cool puzzle element to it, um, and you can't just kind of like yo, I can just put on a costume, walk up, and kill someone, and walk away. There's lots of other people that have to be that are suspicious of you. Um, there are different methodologies uh, to kill someone. So there is a lot of really, really, it's it's very interesting game. So I'll give you, um, I'm, I was playing the first level. You're in Dubai. You have, to, you have two contracts you have to kill there. And uh, one of them, like I, I kind of basically, spoiler alert, you basically end up kind of um, disguising yourself as their personal security for the day. And uh, and, you, and this another security guard walks away and he's at the edge of this uh this kind of the helicopter pad. He's like, man, it's amazing here. And I love it. And then it says, you know, like kick him over the edge. And it was like, yep. Boom. And so we just like kick him right off the edge. And I was like, cool. One done. Yes. <laughs> and then the second, the second guy I, I had to kill what I ended up doing. Now, again, you could solve these puzzles in a myriad different ways, right? That was how I killed that one. The second one, I ended up poisoning, poisoning his drink um, as kind of like one of the servants 
he got really sick and went to the bathroom to throw up. I kind of followed him in there, closed the door, and then I drowned him in the toilet. Yes. Um, so it was just, but again, I could have knifed him. I could have done like a whole bunch of different, I could have <laughs> shot him. There's a whole bunch of different things. It was really, really cool. Um, and the nice part about it is after you finish that level, it kind of says, here's a level, here's what you've accomplished. Now we have different different challenges in here. Now try and kill this person. Try and do it with this. You know, so there's a lot of each level has a lot of replayability, which I think yes. is really really cool. Um, I That's what I was you, reading about was like different yeah. ways uh, of silently doing it, or better ways, more efficient mm-hmm. ways you learn. And there's yeah. even things after doing it you open up to be yes. able to do again later. And there's different difficulty levels as well. I was like, there's like casual, medium, and then difficult. That was just on casual, right? So like, yeah. there are not as many suspicious guards, you know, so it was really, really cool. <laughs> yes. um, so there's a lot, there's a lot there. And then there's another option in there where there's just a, um, like a different kind of game type, which is sniper. And it's literally, you're sitting on a hill and you are a sniper. And there's like nice. a wedding that you're at and you have to kill three targets. And like, you have X amount of bullets but you can't move. So you have to like figure out like where the shot is when it was really, it, it was very cool option. And uh, I really nice. like that. Now I want to go back and talk a little bit about the cloud version of this. Before you do, uh, yep. G acres asks if there are, are non-lethal options, uh, non-lethal options to take down folks. Like, so I would say everyone that I, so your task is to eliminate the, t- like the two targets for sure. Right. So they, they're like, that's definitely lethal. You have to kill them. Everybody else you can just subdue. So like, if I, if I'm going to take over one of the guards, I can subdue him, knock him out, like choke him out, not kill him, but it will actually say that as you're choking, it's like hit Y to subdue X to break his neck. And you're like, well, one of those you're not coming back from, right? right? So, so my yeah. general rule is I try and subdue people, and then I drag them into like a locker. I take their clothes and I put them in a locker. I feel like that's reasonable. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there. So that's the that would be the non-lethal, I guess. But your actual like target targets, and you don't you don't have to. Well, I don't know. Could the guy have died of just poisoning? Possibly. And maybe so the lethal. Guy, <laughs> and maybe the, maybe the guy that fell off the building top in Dubai is okay. He landed, in a, he landed in a pool. He's landed in a pool and he's fine, but the game considered him not dead or dead. Um, so let me talk a little bit about, about its performance on Switch. For the most part, it's I haven't had any huge issues. However, and again, this is a cloud version. Today, when I went back to play it and I was getting to that final scene where I was killing your man in the toilet... It stuttered badly. Ooh. And like it was, you know, it's that final thing. It's that one thing you're trying to accomplish in the level. It's a final moment. It's a kind of the climax of the level. Mm-hmm. And then for it to stutter and like, like I, like I was like trying to move left and it was like slowly moving and it wasn't working. And that like, I've got, I've got the buttons to like, it says drown him in the toilet and I'm like five feet behind him. And I was like, no. Yeah. So I found that, frustrating i will say that is the first time that i've had like a cloud version stutter problem where i was like oh this is this isn't good right. like, Wi-Fi really or ethernet? Uh, wi-fi the kids are just kids were both home so they're probably both streaming something on netflix and chatting with somebody mm-hmm. but it was definitely so again that's a cloud Likely. version right so so you have to kind of keep that in mind um i've been enjoying it uh 
if you can pick it up on other consoles, maybe. Again, how you feel about whether you're on streaming games, how much you own. I know the conversation last week was, should streaming games be full price games? Um, and I think that if you have an option between the two and it's the same price, probably picking it up on, a, on an actual console, right? An actual Xbox or PlayStation 5 is, is, is probably the smarter because you don't have to deal with those kind of issues that I have. I think it's very interesting that this is the first game, right, of 2021 as a big title release, and it was a day-and-date game with next-generation consoles. Yes. It was next-gen on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S or whatever it is, X, whatever it is, and it was day-and-date on Nintendo Switch Cloud version. That was strategically a very interesting move. Um, And they also said... It's going to be the same price. Now, I suspect IO Interactive set that price. The other other article I read this week was that IO made back all of their money in the first week of the game being out, of their development costs. That's pretty massive. I'd be very interested in seeing the sales breakdown of which console sold how many. Um, I think that'll be interesting. Should streaming games have the same price as a physical or digital release game? I understand why a business does that, but if we want more people to get into other than digi- because they can, other than they, but but if you want to get more people into streaming, you have to have that price different. You have to have that lower because essentially, I know the conversation is you're just renting a game. You are right. Re- you are right. I am renting access to this game. Right, that's what I'm renting. I don't have a, if the server goes down or I'm not in Wi-Fi. I don't have it. Right, um, so. Should those games be be the same? I, I would argue if you want people to jump in on board on it, you need to find incentive for them to do that. And to incentivize people to jump into streaming means the cost has to be lower than what their normal game is, what their normal costs are. And I, and so I think that's something that streaming games have to look at doing. Um, and I think that's where some games like or platforms like Stadia struggle, right? I can buy Jedi File and Order for full price, on Stadia, where Stadia might shut down in four years or three years, or I can have an actual copy of it in my hand or an actual on my hard drive, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's least, the challenge of streaming. The, at least the Luna, everything is just like tiered access, like Netflix or Game yeah. Pass. You know, you, yeah. you, you buy a subscription, you have access to end games. You buy mm-hmm. the, the, the larger one, then you have all of them, which includes the yeah. Ubisoft games. Yeah. So like so, if, so like if I ever if I decided to I ever wanted to play Phoenix Rising, yeah. I would just give Amazon fifteen bucks, play the game, then cancel my sub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in general, I would say this about Hitman Three. I'd recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, check out your connection, um, and maybe if you want to pick it up somewhere else, you, you you know, and that works better for you, especially depending on your Wi-Fi. But Hitman Three is fun, and Tim, I'm waiting. I'm very excited to hear what your commentary is on it um, next week as well couple other games that uh, I've been playing I want to talk about. Sword of the Necromancer. This came out today on the Nintendo Switch. And this is a action RPG with rogue light elements um, with an anime style opening. And all their cinematics are like anime style cuts. Your favorite. But the, but the graphics inside are 8-bit pixel, are, are 16-bit pixel graphics. Uh, so it's a very cool kind of contrast. Uh, it reminds me at times of Moonlighter from a little bit of the graphics and the art style, a little bit of um, a link, uh, link to the Past, a little bit of Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's very cool, but the really cool 
cool thing in this game is that your sword, your sword actually, after you've defeated an enemy, your sword kind of like brings them back to life and they turn into your ally and you put them in like your, your, your um, inventory slot. So like your X, your X or Y button. So when you're going into a battle, you actually recall them out and they fight on your behalf. So it's actually kind of a really cool mechanic. Um, the other thing I really like about it from a, a roguelike, um, I think we're so used to like in roguelikes, when you die, you lose your, your kit or you lose your life, right? You can actually turn that feature off, which is so cool. So if you die, you don't lose your kit and you don't lose your life which is a really, really, really cool cool feature to kind of allow for accessibility. The other really cool part about it is it's actually local co-op play as well. So you can have two players play it. Um, It's really cool art style. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I've really, really been enjoying it. Again, that game is Sword of the Necromancer. I've got some videos or a video out on a YouTube channel that you can check it out. Um, But check out some screenshots as well. I, I definitely would recommend picking it up. It's a ton of, ton of fun. Um, and the final game I've been playing is Cyber Shadow, right? Uh, came out this week as well. This is uh, the publisher of this is Yacht Club Games. This is guiding. It feels like the Batman movie. It feels like Ninja Turtles. It feels like uh, DuckTales at times. Um, this is such an homage to the, ni- the 80s and the NES platform, and I am absolutely in love with Cyber Shadow. I have been having a ton of fun with it. One of my favorite parts about it is that it is endless life. So there's no life meter. You can die as many times. You can keep trying back. You're back really quickly. Um, it, it, it's challenging but rewarding. It doesn't feel unfair. Um, I would like If I would say of the three games, which one would I recommend you pick up if you've only got a limited budget? If you're a kid of the 80s or kids of the 80s and 90s and played like your NES and played some of those games I mentioned, it's got feels like Contra at times. Um, Cyber Shadow is definitely the one I would recommend. Also, if you have a if you are on Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. If you have an Xbox, it's on Game Pass. Pick it up, try it out. It is a ton, a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, I, for, I is- forgot I forgot about it. I, I wanted I did play the, a little bit of this as well, and mm-hmm. so I added it to the notes, not knowing that you were going to bring it up. Uh, but I didn't get very far. I am playing it because of Game Pass, which is like, and uh, I pretty, I think I'm really, I only got the early chapter two or level two, whatever, like, how, and where like the first time they have the, the blue birds that fly in a sine wave yeah. and they just knock you right into a pit. I'm like, yeah. okay, this, I, I haven't gotten past that part yet. But uh, sure. Mar- Marty's, you know, I th- when I talked to him yesterday, he was, thinks he's like halfway through it already. So yeah. I'm sure next time he's on, he'll talk it up. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I would highly, highly recommend it. Hey, Tell Justin. Me. Yeah, Tim. Uh, just really quick, I was trying to look up the game. I was trying to think of in regards to the animation for Disjunction, mm-hmm. what it reminded me of, and it's Hyperlift Drifter. Oh, Hyperlight Drifter? Hyperlight Drifter, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's That's the anim- same type of animation that I see in Disjunction. In the, nice. Like I said, in the cyber, you know, punk world type thing. And yeah. some of the other things I forgot to mention, as you guys were mentioning, some of the things in gameplay you were mentioning too in Disjunction <laughs> was that there there are things, you, you have a gun, you have um, a taser, I think it is, and then also a smoke bomb to help distract 
people to again to be more stealth so there's there's those elements of it as well so i wanted to make sure i called those out yeah that's awesome yeah hyperlight hyperlight drifter i i got that on sale actually on the e-shop i haven't played it yet it was on like a dirt sale and i picked it up so yep all right those are our games we've been playing let's head over to our community spotlight <laughs> Tim, do you want to cover our community spotlight questions? Absolutely. As my, you know, switch is, you know, overheating over here, you can hear, hear it in that. the background. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. All right. So, Brandon Haworth, our question from email. Are there any games that you want or went into knowing was going to be terrible but left loving it? Any games that you went into knowing was going to be terrible but left loving it? I was trying to think of something, but nothing is coming to mind. Definitely have had games go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> like recently. <laughs> um, my, I, I shouldn't say, uh, maybe loved it. I don't know. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I picked that one up um, because it's kind of outside my genre uh, of games I typically play. And I was kind of expecting to not like it and be disappointed in it. And I very, very much enjoyed it, actually, and uh, kind of wish I'd actually kind of spent more time going back to it. And I'm still very interested in actually picking up Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition um, because I want to add that to my collection. Um, so I think that's I think that's probably an example of, yeah, just a game that was outside of what I thought I was going to think about it um, and uh, ended, up, ended up really liking it, actually. Usually I just try to think of, like, is there a game that Jesse likes and recommended? I would probably hate that. <laughs> and then uh, I go from there. Tim, yeah, what go about you? Uh, this one, Octopath Traveler. Oh. I actually, again, I'm not a big JRPG-type gamer or even RPGs for the most part because of how complex they can get and how long you can play, especially the grinding part. I don't typically like to grind a lot i want to just keep going and going and going and i do like to build up my characters though at certain times so that i can plow through sections so i guess i i if if it's worth it i will grind i guess but octopath was one that i ever it the art the animation is what drew me in but i didn't expect to like it as much as i did so that's definitely one i put on that list okay jesse oh I'm going through my my collection here and seeing if anything jumps out. Um, I wouldn't say that this is a game I thought was terrible, but it was just a game that I had low expectations for because of the type of game. But I really liked Chicken Police. I talked about that oh, several months yeah, ago. That's right. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, it was just like a visual novel type of game with a mixed with the you know, with point and click adventure elements. Yeah. With uh, photorealistic and <laughs> people with photorealistic animal heads. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Very weird. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> I actually thought of another one: Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Because I had never played Animal Crossing. It, it would not have been something I would typically have done. I was, I was like, I was pretty skeptical about it, but I was trusting the uh, the folks here, uh, and so. <sighs> So I think that would be went from went from 
I shouldn't say hating it, but like, like I didn't know what I was getting into. I probably was not feeling it was going to be very success. And I very much obviously love that. Very good. Very good. It'd be cool if, uh, to get Marty's perspective on his, on his too. So hopefully if he's listening, he would be able to pop that in there or we can present that to him next time. But uh, next question is from our discord. It's from Dan from the retro, retro uh, logic show. Uh, so don't forget to listen to those guys over there for your retro stuff. If you're into retro gaming um, and of course our other ones too, for dad crossing and our dads after dark quick throw in of our plugging of our other shows there. So if you had to do a two hour presentation, totally unprepared on a game gaming topic or franchise, what would it be? Uh, I will say the future, the, the future of streaming games. Okay. I, like I could cover two hours of that. I'm going to say the impact of not having physical gaming stores. Oh, wait, I'd, I'd be very interested in that presentation. I would be too, if I could figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but you said unprepared, you know, so I figured <laughs> I would try to get as prepared as possible. <laughs> I avoid public speaking as much as possible. Uh, but, I agree. Yeah, I would probably, uh, you know, pick a franchise that I know a lot about. That had, like some, I don't know what I would talk about exactly, but, you know, either something about Zelda or a Dragon Quest, maybe similarities between games of you know the common themes. You know, Final Fantasy does this a lot too. So, so something around that in that area. Cool. All right. So next show we'll have our presentation, right? We'll have yeah, our presentation. says GME okay. stunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did, and I did when this topic came up. I mentioned that even though I wasn't unprepared, there was a couple hour presentation I helped put together with another friend of mine that he did. He wrote it up, but I had to come up with the slides for, and I actually used, instead of using just PowerPoint slides, I used Prezi. I don't know if you guys heard of that before Um, and made it all fancy and floaty and spinny and all that kind of stuff. And so when we presented it at Yumicon, a few times, a couple of years in a row, it was uh, well received, and it was about the history of Nintendo. And nice. I shared I shared the link to that pre- Prezi presentation. There's no talking in it, so there's no narration, but you can spin through all the different you know bullet points and stuff. So <laughs> it was cool. It was fun memory to relive. But well, while we're on this topic, it kind of reminds me of when I was in college, um, taking a public speaking class. Like the last assignment of the class was. That was pretty much what the assignment was, except for it was only, yeah, you had to talk like three or five minutes worth on whatever topic. And the topic was literally drawn out of a hat. And so you had like a, two minutes to think about it and then you, of what you wanted to okay. do. And then you did it. And what I drew out of the hat was poker. That was like in the <laughs> nice. peak of my poker playing. Nice. And so I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's awesome. You got lucky on that one. Yeah, I drew my golden topic. Nice. All right. And unless we have a voicemail that I I don't think we do, but this will be our last thing for Twitter from Twitter. Yeah, no voicemails this week. Okay. From Mecha Dragon 101 coming in the clutch, you know, always having something every week for us. (laughs) Specifically in gaming, what was something that made you feel old? 
like hearing someone say that the Wii was their first video game console. What was something that made you feel old in and that was mentioned when, in gaming? Yeah, so when Super Mario 3D World uh, or All-Star came out in September, I remember scrolling through Twitter and I remember seeing someone's post of like, oh man, awesome. I love playing uh, Sunshine. It was my first Mario game ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hate you so much. Yeah. So that was that. Well, that one made me definitely feel old. Mine happened probably tennis years ago. It was when I first started writing for VG Tribune, so twenty ten ish, twenty eleven ish, and someone made a comment that they thought the N sixty four was retro. I'm like, it has only been fifteen years, so <laughs> no, not really, but okay. Now, sure. definitely, I would it would be classified as such. Just you know, twenty, twenty, twenty five years old now. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, th- you know, generally, it's but I think what the twenty years since the console's launch is when it's retro, and that that's when if that's your first console growing up is. You're 20 years later is you got a job, you yeah. have expendable income, you want to relive that. Yep. So, <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm going with is the same thing that Justin mentioned and kind of along the same lines. with the, When uh, 3D All-Stars came out, it reminded me of my oldest, who is going to be 26 this year, um, that, was, that was her generation stuff, you know. So it was um, basically... Super Mario World, uh, excuse me, um, Super Mario 64 on the N64. And then when, that's when I came into her life, you know, with marrying my wife and stuff like that. And saw her playing that. And then we uh, we played Sunshine together on the GameCube. And, and then when the Wii came out, we had the Galaxy games and stuff. And I just kind of watched her play that those games at the time. But, um, yeah, when that came out, it was like, okay. The, you know, remaster of all those games. And and we talked about this, too. It was like we weren't too keen, especially on some of those games, right? To uh, They were well, just re-releases and stuff well, like that. We wanted were, a remaster, not... We wanted a remaster. Not an enhanced emulated. But a lot of people that played it for the first time were going back and playing it, and it was all based on nostalgia, right? So that's probably where it did the best, because it did sell well. So... Maybe because uh, of the limited version of it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Evacella in the chat here says uh, Justin hot Justin's hot take as an ageist or age discrimination. <laughs> I, hot take. Yeah, I apologize, Evacel. Uh Recently, I have been reminded about how old I am. Uh, I was on a yeah. I'm turning forty this year, so I'm feeling maybe cranky old uh, for some of that stuff. So, oh, uh, poor Justin, turning know, right? forty. Uh, I'm not but, saying where I'm old. Yeah, I, I know. I think I'm the youngest out of all of us, actually. But uh, you yeah, know, I, was, I, I'm. I'm. I think I'm only within months of Tim. You know, I think I'm just a little bit older than him. Hmm. But he's close. Uh, yeah, if it, if it, if it came bit. off as ageist, um, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I actually had a parenting. See the gray moment. in the beard. Yeah, <laughs> mine, mine, you can't see it underneath these headphones, but it's all up in here. Can't uh, see it underneath <laughs> the hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I, had a, I had a moment, speaking of like nostalgia and like feeling old today, actually, I had this moment that I felt like I failed as a parent. 
So uh, we have we have a box down like downstairs in our spare areas where we kind of keep all the Nintendo stuff. And uh, my daughter was down there, and we have it. We have a N sixty four in a box uh, with some games. We haven't plugged it in yet because we're kind of borrowing it from a friend or from a family member. And then we have the NES. And so she was down here kind of cleaning up stuff, and I was like, "Hey, uh, where's where's the NES? Like, I, like where'd that box go? Because it's not ours, right? I'm concerned about." It. I was like, um, "Hey, where's the NES?" And she walks over. And points at the, or sorry, I apologize. I said, where is the Nintendo 64? And she walks over and points at the NES and said, dad, it's right there. And I was like, I am failing you as a father. <laughs> so, yeah. Pointing at the Nintendo entertainment start, system. Start the original Nintendo. And it was not the N64. And I was like, I am failing you. I wow. am failing you. You are a lost cause child. So. <laughs> Uh, he was when he started his, this, uh, the show six years ago. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> getting picked on now. I thought you were in your <laughs> mid-40s. Yeah, mid-40s is slowly starting to creep away. Uh, all right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, is that a show? That's our show. I think so. Before we do sign-offs, I want to do a plug. Okay. So, uh, Hair we, plugs? No. Uh, the, so are, are we, Other plugs? Yes. Go ahead and plug yourself, Jesse. So the, 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 our newest patron is a co-host of the Nintendo Nostalgia podcast, of which I guest hosted in their latest episode. Nice. Where we, I brought in as their featured game to discuss, uh, Zelda 2. Ooh. Since nice. I recently finished that, that run a few weeks ago. Very nice. So make sure Speaking. you check out that episode. Yes, Timothy. Yes, over you. Uh, yes, you, sir, in the front row. Speaking of, you know, plugging things, I might as well do the same. I'm going to be on the Nintendo Pals this week. So I'll be on there. So if you listen to Nintendo Pals, go check them out if you don't. But I'm going to be a guest host on there, too. So, Well, if we're plugging stuff, let me plug what <laughs> I'm on. Uh, actually, uh, I have an episode of We the GamerCast with Sean Capri is coming out in the coming weeks. Uh, Sean and I sat down uh, this last Monday and recorded for about two hours uh, as we do. So that will be coming out soon as well. So apparently you're going to be able Sweet. to find all three of us at various different spots. But if I'm plugging guests and I'm plugging what we're doing, I would be remiss if I did not mention that in two weeks from now on February 11th, we'll be having a special guest come into the studio and join us. And ladies and gentlemen, it is none other then Mr. Seth Macy from Nintendo what? Voice Chat will be joining our Yay. crew in two weeks from now, the, breaking the, down all the Nintendo nerdy parenting news like we the, do every single week. We're excited to have Seth join us as well. The Super, inf super Nintendo himself? Super Nintendo himself will be joining. So we're very excited to have Seth uh, joining us as well. So we are very, very pumped for that. Couple off of, things. of off of his uh, what was he what do you call it his temporary uh, temporary permanent duties. position yeah temporary permanent yeah. position of NBC yes I I, I sent him a message I was like you, you can have a permanent spot with us like that's fine <laughs> Jeff Grubb also said he's like oh, I'm thinking about starting my own Nintendo podcast I was like or I can kick out <laughs> Marty. Uh, and you can join us. so I'm 100 okay with that yeah I'm sure if I wasn't here you'd say I would kick off Tim. Or no, whatever, I'd stick so. with Marty still. Yep, still there one. That one, yep. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> uh, a couple other things I want to uh, move over to and, and say uh, last couple of words here. Uh, first, ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you so much. This last week, we had a milestone for us that was actually pretty significant. Uh, and it sounds kind of weird, but uh, thanks to you guys, we actually passed 5,000 subs or subscribers over on YouTube. And I know that sounds just like a weird number, but for us as a small channel that has kind of been slowly building over six years, that was a pretty big accomplishment for us. So we're very proud of that. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone that watches our videos. We publish videos almost every single day. We have a community, we have a group of content creators who do Let's Play and first looks and a lot of content and we have videos coming out almost every single day because of the hard work and hustle that they do um so thank you just for showing up and, and showing them some love and watching that stuff and commenting and that's that's so incredible for us so thank you thank you so much for that um my other comment i will say is we still have uh t-shirts for gaming for guru over on our t public and our red bubble stores 100% of those proceeds continue to go to uh, Gaming for Guru. So um, please, if you want to get yourself a t-shirt, absolutely, you can do that there. Again, 100% of those proceeds will continue to go to them. Uh, I also want to make a quick update on the Gaming for Guru component of it. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that know, we've been doing our Gaming for Guru, helping to raise uh, funds for Bobby Pauls. Uh, during his during his hospitalization with um, COVID nineteen, I'm I'm very pleased to announce that to, as of today, just as an FYI, we have crossed over twenty one thousand uh, dollars raised for the Gaming for Guru um, kind Ooh. of initiative. Um, we kind of jumped in when it was about eight or nine thousand dollars, and for the fundraising that we did for the charity string with ten other content creators, have helped raise over ten thousand um, dollars. So thank you, thank you so much. Round of applause to everyone who supported that and everyone who helped out there. As yes, well. definitely. Last night we did a live stream of drawing of probably a dozen or almost two dozen prizes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Sean went offline and continued drawing prizes. And I think he's still doing it because there was a lot of things to to, to draw. And so I uh, think that replay probably is visible on Twitch still. And I did save a video and uploaded it to YouTube that we'll probably post soon. As soon yeah. as thumbs and descriptions are written, yeah, no, abs absolutely. I will. Uh, I'll maybe try and get that post out tonight. Actually, um, a couple other things I want to draw our attention to. Um, we like to give away stuff. That is something that we do here at Nintendo Dads, and we are currently giving away a copy of Super Mario 3D World that's coming out on February 12th plus Bowser's Fury. Um, so we, if you want to go over to our Twitter page, there is a spot where you can actually enter to get in the draw. And we will ship that game or send it or get it to you worldwide, however you want it. The draw closes the day the game launches. Uh, so check out our Twitter pages. Our, it is our pinned tweet. You can enter, and there's tons of ways to enter and get on top of that as well. Gentlemen, am I forgetting any other pieces of business before I do our final outs? Probably, but I don't know. <laughs> fair enough i appreciate your honesty tim uh, i'm gonna say this thank you to everyone that joins us in the twitch chat thank you for the chat the conversation it's always great to be supported we appreciate that same with our youtube chat we greatly greatly appreciate that i want to give a big special thank you to our patreon producers that's chris mears dave ernsberg antonio contrario and christopher uh christopher waring uh thank you thank you so much for your again being amazing executive patreon producers you want to find out more about nintendo dads go over to our website nintendo dads Org that has our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcasts, links to all of our social media and our Patreon page. Plus, you can stop by our Nintendo Dad shop and pick up any sweet, sweet Nintendo Dad's merch. You can, of course, also find us on social medias, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch, just by typing in Nintendo Dads. All you gotta do is go type, type, type Nintendo Dads. If you're on any of that site, hit subscribe, like, 
whatever the follow button is as well. Of course, you can also email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix, which is the music you hear throughout the show. And of course, if you're downloading our show on a podcast, head over to your podcast catcher of choice, whether it's Apple Music, CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. Go into the review section and four or five star reviews. That's all I'm asking, right? Put in, put in some words, put in whatever you want. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we hope for. For myself, for Jesse, for Tim, and for a missing Marty Estes, have a fantastic week. Be kind, be good, love somebody else, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the damn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden. Jesse, do not stop the do not stop this this podcast yet. I am not done. Okay, well I already hit the stop streaming button, but I'm still recording. Good. Timothy. Apex Legends, February second. Did you figure out what it's gonna be yet? You're it's not. It's not happening on February second. It's not okay. happening. Okay. Okay. So happening if it happens on, happens on February second, what do you owe me? Uh, I will owe you an indie game. Okay, of your choice. Of your choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And if I am wrong, I owe you an indie game of your choice. Yes. Is that fair? That's fair. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's find out next week what indie game Tim will be sending me because it's coming out on February 2nd. All right. All right.